Hello and welcome back to Watching Worst Film, the weekly podcast where we watched every winner of the worst picture from the Golden Raspberry Awards, the annual ceremony dedicated to the worst from Hollywood and beyond. As always on this journey, I am your host Kyle Shemansky, joined with Jericho Reed. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello and yes, we've reached the end of the journey. How are you feeling about it? Good, yeah. It's like it's like everything post finishing has been the end of the Lord of the Rings. You know, <laughs> they go back home and they kind of wander around a little bit. And Frodo mopes around a little bit and Sam gets married and you just kinda of like, Oh, maybe we'll go to Rivendell, maybe that'll fill the hole in my in my life. Just you just you wait until in the uh, extended cuts of Watch and Worst Film where we will uh, <laughs> Mommy Dearest too, here we come. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's, uh, it's the end. It's the end of the line. We can't stretch this out any further, really. God knows we've tried. Should we acknowledge that we part of the reason we delayed this so long was so we could record it in person? <laughs> yes. And of course, here we are over Zoom. <laughs> we blew it on Mrs. Brown's Boys, the movie. Um, <laughs> which is fitting, you know, that is fitting. It's it's nice to yeah. watch a film again. That, that was a nice way yeah. to end it. The way we started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tonight we are looking back a little retrospective on the Golden Raspberries and the journey we've went through. And this was yeah. this is my idea. I mm-hmm. I am obsessed with this kind of thing with looking back and ranking and making spreadsheets. It's just what I like to do. I like to have a think about what where we've been. So there's there's two parts to this. There is yeah what we consider the worst. Um, both pictures, directors, actors, actresses, screenplay. The very yeah. bottom of the barrel, what was genuinely terrible, terrible, terrible things to watch and experience. And on the flip side, we've also had to think about where the Razzies got everything so wrong and sort yeah. of where their most offensive wins. We're only going, I'm only going for wins. I don't know about you. I've, I've only been picking winners here. Nominations don't mean nothing to me. Um, <laughs> because then, I, I mean, obviously, I'd be covering Kubrick, Ennio Morricone, all the the famous, infamous ones that have been nominated. But they didn't win. And I'm here for the winners, yeah. baby. So, mm-hmm. if they've got anything else, we can we can get this get this started. Let's get this party started. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we should get this underway. So, where are we starting? Are we starting at the top? Or are we starting at the bottom? Well, uh, your call. Your call. I think we start with the best and work our way down to the worst. Excellent. Not a problem. So, take us away, Jericho. What have you got first? My number one, the best Razzie winning film, in my opinion. No surprise. It's my backdrop. It's Blonde. It is Blonde. Yeah. Like, by far and away. Wouldn't yes. even... Like, some of the other ones have little bit little caveats, maybe. But yes. Blonde, I'm just like, no, Blonde is, is a great film and I can't understand if you... Well, I can kind of understand why people might be rubbed the wrong way by, like, pro-life Marilyn Monroe. But, uh, yeah. So, no arguments from me here. I, I have my asterisks because I did speak so much on this journey about my three pillars. And I am, I'm indebted to say that Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, is my real pick. Because that's yeah, what yeah. set me on this journey. It's a film that yeah. has no fucking business being winning, never mind being nominated. I, I understand Freddy Got Fingered. I, I almost understand First Blood Part 2, but Star Trek V is a disgrace, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be anywhere near this. However, after coming on this journey, I am inclined to say that Blonde is the best film uh, 
from the Razzies. It is a genuinely great film. And mm-hmm. if you dislike it, you dislike it for its content, not for what it like how it's made and how it's performed and how it's scored and all, all the beauty of filmmaking is spot on. If you don't like it, it's because you just don't like the subject matter for a lot of it. Yeah, it's like it's like people taking issue with like Triumph of the Will or Birth of a Nation. Yes. Of like, yeah, the content is reprehensible, but like, yes. given th- their place in cinema history, you have to kind of just marvel like what well, they were doing it. on a and technical this isn't, level. Even and, if... and Blonde's not made by someone that even is inclined to believe that way. This is, you know, Andrew this Dominic is... is not a fascist or a white supremacist. Or, yeah, yeah, so, we're aware of, yeah, so it's one of those weird, I don't, I, I you know, I, I always think it's probably how my beloved Sam Peckinpah was received in the 70s. I, I think there's parallels there that you must be this terrible person because you put content in that doesn't fly with this audience. But yes, Blonde, absolutely. There's no debate here for me. There's, there's a few little ones I really enjoyed, you know, that I was wanting to talk yeah. about. I always need to give a shout out to Cocktail, which is probably the most fun I've had watching a movie God knows how long. And, you know, there's a few other ones that popped up that we've had some great times with. But hands down, no debate, Blonde is the best picture here. Yeah, Blonde's kind of on its own tier for me of just like it has to be the objective number one. Where like Blonde's Blonde's the only one where I'm like, if you if like if Blonde had been nominated for Best Picture, I wouldn't have raised an eyebrow. Whereas the other ones I'm like, well, I enjoyed this a lot, but like it's yes. not on the same caliber as as Blonde. Exactly. Okay, so was Blonde your your number one as well? Blonde, well, it is. It's Blonde tied with Star Trek. It, I guess. Oh, okay, I okay, about okay. It. It's Star, yeah. Star Trek was always number one in my heart until I watched Blonde. And I can't, you yeah. know, I'm not going to say Star Trek's a better fucking film than Blonde. I'm not insane. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'd William be... Shatner, Andrew Dominic. <laughs> uh, ah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see William Shatner's assassination of Jesse James. Oh, God. You know, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Spock? I w- Sometimes I can't tell if you want to be like me or you want to be me. <laughs> I want to see him direct Nick Cave documentaries. That's what I want to see. <laughs> your, your son, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cave, would you like to listen to me doing a cover of Balcony Man? <laughs> He'd just be finding a way to duet with him. I don't think you need... Those bad seeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah, give me that. Um, but other than that, that's complete, complete. I, I do think our bests are gonna line up pretty closely. Yeah. So on that note, are we going to actor next? Is it? Oh, you've ranked all of the actors. No, no, no. I've just gone for the picks. I've just got my picks. Oh, oh, okay, sure, sure, yeah. Do you yeah. have one? I can pull one out of my ass. Uh, no, no. Well, what have you got? What have you, what have you got? Have you, tell me what you've got. What have, you, what have you wrote down? Sorry, I ranked all of the Razzies from 1 oh! to 46. Oh, excellent. Oh, no, fuck it. I've got the worst. I've got the ceremonies. I have the pictures. But no, no, no. I can I can do this too. I have this. Okay. 1 to 46. Okay. Let, me get, let me get my letterbox up. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I can... No. That's my yeah, mis- sorry, that's why I was like, on, on do you, off. like, just check we're on the same page. <laughs> it's alright, it's, uh, you know, flying edge of our fucking <laughs> seats or whatever. Right, here we go. <laughs> I've got mine. I got mine. Excellent. So, Blonde, number one. 
<clears throat> Perfect. So number two for me is Star Trek. What is number two for you then? Number two for me is Indecent Proposal. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to debate you on this. Um, I, I had a great time watching Indecent Proposal again. It's a good film. It's a really solid film. I, yeah. I think, on basis on the basis level of a you know, objective movie criticism, yeah. I, I don't have little. Subjectively, I, I've got other ones ranked higher for my enjoyment. Per what I take away from a film is equally as important to how it's made. So. Uh, that's a little bit of why Indecent Proposal isn't so high for me, but objectively, it's, it's a, a damn fine film. Like, thoroughly recommend it to anyone. It was kind of the same thing for me, whereas, like, I know that technically some other films are better. Like, my number three is better than number two, but I don't think I had as much fun as I did with Indecent yeah. Proposal and seeing Woody put his wife on that, play, on that helicopter. <laughs> you fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> It was a good time, though. No, I've got no yeah, um, yeah. no arguments there. All right. So, number three. Number three. Number three for me is Showgirls. Okay. Number three for me is Cocktail. So um, okay, nice. We're, we are we're this is a, we are going to diverge a little bit more than I expected. This is co- Cocktail. Why Cocktail's ranked so high for me is, mm-hmm. and why Freddy's not ranked as high. Is because yeah. Freddy's my my baby. I've loved that film so much. I've seen it today. Yeah. Watching it for the Razzies. I've raised it like it was my own son. <laughs> now go get a job, Freddy. Uh, <laughs> You're watching... 23 years old, Freddy. Go get a damn job. I, I the joy I got was ex- watching it with people. Watching it with yeah. close people to me. It was ex- you know I could vicariously relive that first time experience of watching Freddy Got Fingered. However. To get that experience is what I got in Cocktail. I yeah. fucking I loved Cocktail, knowing it only for Kokomo, uh, and getting a getting a journey that I still think about. I still think about Cocktail. Yeah. I think about the boat and slashing throats on a boat all the time, and I blame Tom Cruise for that. So yeah, that's why I have number three. What's yours? Speaking of Cocktail, I. I went to see the new rom-com Sweeping the Nation the other day. Anyone but you, you know, the (laughs) Glenn Powell, Sydney Sweeney one. I almost leapt out of my seat when you are never going to guess who's in it. But Doug Coughlin plays the father of the bride. (laughs) Yes. Um, Like, it's just, it's great. It's fun. It's froth. And I was like, oh my God, it's Coughlin's law. He's there. He's there. (laughs) 30 years old, but he's still. Yeah. Legacy sequel. And yeah, he he's 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 aged. He could do that. Obi Wan Force Ghost. He's yeah. got gravitas. Does old Coglin? He's good. He's good. It was great to see him. Okay, so now number four. We are very much in sync because my number four is Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah. Where I'm like, I can't really like fault any of these films hugely. Like, Freddy Got Fingered. I don't know if I like. I love the idea of Freddy Got Fingered. I love individual jokes. I don't know if I love the entire film watching it. Like, I'm not going to be rushing to... Re- it's probably something that I'll just watch my favourite bits on YouTube more than I will sit yes. down to watch the film again. But still, like, for what it represents, I think no, you I, have to have I, it. I, I absolutely agree. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide it in there, number four, as well. We'll sync yeah. up here nicely. I don't need to say anything else about that movie. I, there's hours and hours in the archives of that. <laughs> <laughs> So number five 
When he rains, he pours. It's cocktail. It's cocktail. Okay. Um, so yeah. I guess we've, co- we've Just covered it. Just echoing your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, um, great, so... great fun. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where, here's where we're maybe starting to diverge. And I've ranked this higher over Rambo. Just, to, yeah. just because this is another film that I think about. This was more surprise. This was, I didn't expect this to be so much fun. It's The Postman. I, oh, okay, I yeah, yeah. really, really like The Postman. The Postman I, was I, a fun watch. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good fucking time. And I, <laughs> I, like, I, never thought th- I never thought I'd say this before this podcast, but I would watch The Postman over Rambo too on, wow. a, on a rewatch because oh, it's yeah. got so much for me and I, I yeah. enjoy it so much. And I think about, again, when I think about a film and it lingers on, I've, I've, got, I've got to have The Postman there. Okay, so number six for me. This is one where I'm like, I might not remember as strongly as some of the other ones, but if I think of what Razzie film I would most like to see a sequel for, people are obviously always clamouring for a sequel to The Nice Guys, but for me, the standout Razzie sequel has to be Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Oh, I was like, wow. It was such a fun time. I'd love to see the continuing wow. adventures of Jim West and Kevin Klein. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and I, you know I did too. I had I had fun. It's nowhere near as high for me. I mean, I'll probably lose count <laughs> before we get there. But um, I, yeah. I can I can see I can see why, and I understand why. Very very different number six picks here because mine is I know who killed me, the Lindsay Lohan, okay. two thousand and seven. Again, it's probably the greatest what... film David Lynch never directed. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I would. I could smuggle this in between Mulholland Drive and Inland Empire. No one will notice. Um, <laughs> he's done it again. <laughs> again, it's surprise. Thinking this was going to be just a, a fucking gaudy slasher film, and getting something, getting Lynch, something Lynchian out of it. Never yeah. ever expected. The memory is a little bit hazy on it at times. I probably am merging it with Mulholland Drive in my head every day. <laughs> But I, I, for what I, I, I would watch it again, and that's such a rare thing out of these that yeah, it's got to be here. So my number seven now. We haven't diverged as much as you'd think. It's just kind of everything I've said so far. These are all very close, and like okay. I don't have any real beyond blonde. You can kind of argue placement of like I. All of these are very very. Very close uh, pack. The top ten, I think, will be very very close, uh, if not identical, yeah. just reordered. So my number seven is The Postman, because I agree with you, it was a great time. I went into relative, this was, The Postman was almost a Battlefield Earth level dread, Mm. and instead I had a blast, three hours flew by, it has so much going for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, again, just just echoing. So that finally brings me into number seven for me is Rambo First Blood Part Two, nice. which has to be here. I still love it. I, yeah. I do. It's mm-hmm. a it's hard to separate nostalgia and childhood memories from a, a modern viewing of it. But yeah, I, I know it like the back of my hand. I'm very yeah. very very familiar with First Blood Part Two, and it was fun watching it with you. And I've got yeah. nothing bad to say. So yeah, it. it it's a, it's, it just fits in. It fits in nicely here. Great. My number eight, I think this might be the furthest we've diverged thus far. My number eight is Hudson Hawk. Because oh, I had okay. a really fun time with you Hudson You loved Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Hey. Yeah, um, yeah, the lost Indiana Jones film. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as you said, I enjoyed it more than Dial of Destiny. Yes, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely did. No, I, 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 do, I do understand that. I, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, here, here's where Indecent Proposal probably slips in for me. At number eight is again 
ever watched it again. I've said everything before. So, yeah, it's a fine yeah. film. But I'm not going to disagree with you, Hudson Hawk. I think you just enjoyed it more. I think it was just slightly yeah. more up your alley. But yeah. it's a fun time. It's a very fun time. Yeah. Number nine, I Know Who Killed Me. So, nothing to really add to what you said. Like, if The Postman was one of the ones I most dreaded, this was one of the ones that I knew least. We kind of spoke about how we were expecting, like, torture porn. But, mm-hmm. like, I didn't have any real expectations going in, so I was very pleasantly surprised and had a very fun time with I Know Who Killed Me. We'd happily rewatch because, like you said, it's kind of blended in with all sorts of other films. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And here, uh, my number nine will be um, Showgirls. Um, oh, nice. Which, yeah. which is low, which is lower, but again, it's, yeah. it, it, it's not a film for me. It's a Verhoeven, it's great fun, I, I recommend it to anyone. But it, it's not Robocop, it's not it's not Starship yeah. Troopers, it's not yeah. something I'm personally I love. And I, I do find it a bit long. So it just takes away a few marks that would keep it higher for me. Doesn't help that I think about striptease probably more than showgirls. I think, <laughs> I think watching them so close for this journey has fucked with my brain. But um yeah. yeah, it's a good film. It's a very good film. Okay, my number ten. I don't know what I was thinking, but here's here's where we change. Yeah. Go on, do it for your mama. Play with your cock and balls. Jack and Jill. So Jack and Jill, I could never quite make up my mind. I it's 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 undeniably just nostalgia and liking the Sandman. I'd be yes. like, whoa, two Sandmen, great. <laughs> and it's just yeah, like I'm very susceptible to Sandman doing a funny voice. And so it was just a pleasant, frothy time. And when I went in expecting Grown Ups 2, and what I got was something slightly more akin to classic Sandman, it was it was a pleasant surprise, and I and I and I liked it a lot. And I'm looking no, forward to that... revisiting it every year. <laughs> this this is the timeline split because I don't think my pick could be any further away from Jack and Jill. It's yeah. Inchin for me. <laughs> yeah, you loved Inchin. I wow, fucking yeah. loved Inchin. I. I... I don't think about it, and so this is why it's probably dripping down the list. But at the time, I had a, I had such a surprise watching this. Oh, so yeah. many elements for me. Uh, big Olivier, yeah. big sh- uh, fucking Shaft. Oh, great time. Yeah. yeah, I just, I think as well, like, dreading it. It was one of those ones, like you talk about, like the postman, when, when you are dreading something, and it turns out to be yeah. a pleasant surprise. I like the scale of it. I like I, I like it. I do. It's, it's yeah. a kind of film you don't get anymore, yeah. probably because of Inchin. Um, but still, it's, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, 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 recommend, I, like, yeah, I like it when it turns into a Bond film at the end, and they're all spying yeah, on the boats. Yeah. Oh, I, I fucking love it. Um, yeah, good times. And if you loved Inchin and would like to learn more, then go www.moonies.com. Exactly, cults, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith, cults, what more do I need? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number 11. This is going to be, like, if, if we look at it, I'm confident either Inchin or this film will be our biggest disparity. 11 for me, Mommy Dearest. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, massively yeah. different here. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate Mommy <laughs> Dearest. <laughs> because I think Mommy Dearest, like, at school, did you ever get shown Sleeping with the Anime? The Julia know. Roberts film. I can't remember who her husband is. It might be Tom Selleck. It's a film about domestic abuse. And we got <laughs> shown it in SE. And Mommy Dearest, I think, almost works as like a PSA on like, are you in a narcissistic relationship? Then watch Mommy Dearest. And mm-hmm. like, I, I just think 
the more the more time's gone on, the more Mommy Dearest, the more I've fallen into the John Waters camp, I guess. Okay. Just had him whispering in my ear for the past like year, and I've phased out what you said about it being awful. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it is kind of fascinating about like Hollywood and ego and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I I appreciate the ambition of Mommy Dearest, even if it doesn't flawlessly come off. So I had to I had to recognize it for that. Yeah, fair. I disagree strongly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I really dislike Mommy Dearest. I don't see the camp value. I don't see anything fun out of it. It's the anti cocktail. Cocktail is what I yeah. got. I didn't get that from Mommy Dearest. And um, yeah, no, I disagree. But fair, uh, very yeah. fair. So this brings me back into sort of some of yours. Uh, mine's pick here is Wild Wild West. Which okay, is nice. everything you've kind of covered already. It's fucking fun. It's it's a time capsule to the late nineties when Godzilla was American and you know our, <laughs> our starships, our troopers went to this on starships. Um, it was great. <laughs> so yeah, great time. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, number twelve. I've surprised myself with this. Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, I think it's is... because maybe my judgment of the franchise. Like, I, I see it too much as a franchise, whereas I'm like, if you just look at the film in isolation, I think the first one the first one isn't too insane. Like most of the things I think that are terrible are about how it handles like abuse and like when mm-hmm. when Christian becomes Dom Man and it uses his powers to stop but make someone drop a gun. Yeah, and yeah. all the ridiculous stuff involving molestation and the, the final films when there's gunfights and whatever. If you just look at the first one and I'm like, okay, you can see that this is only one or two steps removed from something like Secretary. This is kind of like yeah. Secretary for Dummies or or like, I don't know. It, I I think I had this thought the first time I watched Phantom Threads where I was like, you know who should have okay. directed Fifty Shades of Grey? Paul Thomas Anderson. I bet he could have <laughs> made a great film with that source material just throwing everything away. Because he mm. wouldn't have been afraid to make Christian Grey into the man-child that he is. No. So maybe again, I'm just thinking of what the film could have been as opposed to what yes, it actually um, is. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. fair. Fifty Shades of Grey in twelve. In at twelve, Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Um. Again, that's a surprise. I'll I'll cover my opinions once I get down the list and get down to Fifty Shades. So my number twelve is The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Nice. Which was. Probably, I, again, I think you enjoyed it even more than I did, so I'm surprised yeah. it didn't pop up higher. But it's probably what I wanted out of Hudson Hawk. I want less singing and more, you know, more snarkiness. Yeah, yeah I, I really I enjoyed Adventures of Ford Fairlane. I think it could have been a great film. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's good fun. Rennie Harlan, yeah, it, it yeah. fits in nicely here. It's a very, very middle ground here for me, but a perfect example of that. Yeah, yeah. So, number 13, Space, The Final Frontier, Star Trek V, that's where it's slotted in for me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, no, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, like, it's it's worth saying that we're still, despite the presence of Fifty Shades of Grey, Jack and Jill and Mommy Dearest, we're still in the largely kind of favourable tier, where I'm like, I wouldn't rush out to watch Star Trek five again but if someone put it on i would be happy enough to watch it and like it has like i i i i I, there's lots of bits i like when when uh there's the the cliffhanger opening and the the Mm -hmm. rocket boots and the one one question for you 
what would God want with a starship? <laughs> I, I I like it. I like it. It's yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, it's um, yeah. I, I, I thought you'd already mentioned it, so I just I was surprised it no. popped up this low. <laughs> unlucky <laughs> thirteen. About... All right, so <laughs> unlu- for unlucky number thirteen is a film I I have a lot of fun with. It is yeah. not a good film. It is not a good film. I I know I would recommend this to nobody, but. If you're with friends, it is Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas right wow. in the thirteen. Uh, and this is my letterbox. <laughs> as, this is not retroactively changed. I've, it was yeah. high on there, and I'm stay, sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. In terms of just fun, like, I, I I think I've never laughed as much it, unintentionally. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe intentionally. I don't know, darling. You tell me. Yeah. But like, I I had such a blast with it. My my mouth was. Like a fucking agape at some of the stuff, and even by the before the dancing, it's the the hot yeah. chocolate with empty cups. Yeah, it's yeah. super buff G- uh, Santa kicking ass. Yeah, and telling it all in a car, like it's insane. It feels yeah, like yeah. a Tim Robinson sketch come to life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be so good. Why are you have to plant that scene? I'm just imagining the crooner in the car with Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron's dead-eyed stare. I I just love it all. It's a, a very you know, custom made film for me. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. recommend it to anyone, but I had such a fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna be emailing Darren like, Darren, <laughs> can I interest you in a proposal for a sequel? It's been ten years since you've saved Christmas. I think it might need saving <laughs> again. <laughs> um, okay, my number fourteen, the double bill. We've had Star Trek. We've now got Rambo: First Blood Part yeah, Two. Yeah, comes. I liked it. Can't really criticize it. Just like. It's it didn't have that X factor to push it up higher, but it's by no means a bad mm-hmm. film. Yeah, had a had a pleasant time mm-hmm. with it. And maybe just I'm maybe just lacking the childhood nostalgia angle, but yeah, it was it was fun enough. So I think this is probably my tipping point now. Fourteen okay. to I'm picking. There's very little to separate until we get to the very bottom. Now this is all more or less yeah. things I wouldn't recommend. But I'm what did I have the slight most enjoyment out of? So my number fourteen is of course the lonely lady, which oh, is man. which is my mommy dearest. I I, I think yeah. essentially if you, yeah. it was what I want. It's the campy, weird domestic abuse story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Pia Pia surprised me. I I think about it as well, like the fucking weirdness of the film and how it's paced and how it moves. The speech at the end is imprinted. In I my think brain. about the speech quite a lot. Yeah, I don't like, think about. All the, not thinking about garden hoses and <laughs> I think about the the sexual assault scene. I think about the violation, but I I think of Pia Pia struggling I can't trying to roll her out. No, <laughs> the tries. weird Doctor Who scene where she's in the asylum. Uh. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, it's great! Yeah, it's a little piece. Oh, I know, cousin yeah. who's like, you, I bet you, I bet you'd like it if I was erect like a hose, wouldn't you? <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I wouldn't recommend it, but it is my campy version of Mummy Dearest. It's funny. Yeah, if you can yeah. find a copy of it, it's bizarre, weird, badly acted. It's yeah. it's fun though. It's a golden raspberry like winner. That's yeah. a true winner for me. So yeah, Lonely Lady, right in. Yeah. Okay. My number fifteen. We're still my my tipping points yet to come. My fifteen is the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. I fucked him. Oh. <laughs> Just to echo what you said, like. It, this could have been something special. It's just lacking a little bit. Like, the script needed a little bit more polish, I guess. Yes. But, like, conceptually, the direction's there. Dare I say it, Andrew Dice Clay is kind of 
there. You just need to give them a little bit more material to work with. Mm-hmm. But didn't hate it by any means. It's no. just frustrating because the potential could have been that much greater. Absolutely. Yeah, so you're 15. My 15 is Under the Cherry Moon. Oh, wow. The Prince Church. Right, I, yeah. right, it's a good film. I, I really enjoyed yeah. watching it. I really enjoyed talking about it with you, right? I don't yeah. remember it. I don't think about it. Yeah. I, I, I barely piece things together. Where's Morris Day? I think about Morris Day more than I think about Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine film. Stylish, unique, great yeah. soundtrack. But as a film, really unmemorable. Really just... Yeah faded from my brain so it, it's it slots in here nicely yeah. it's fine if you're a prince fan watch it yeah 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 don't disagree my number 16 it's a mr howard v duck howard the so, duck explain yourself <laughs> uh like i don't know it's just kind of like this is this you, is the you enjoyed under the cherry avoid. you enjoyed under the cherry moon more than howard the duck on the episode <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I know. It might just be that Under the Cherry Moon, I, I think I was going to talk about this when I got to it, but I think it's Graffiti Bridge has hurt Under the Cherry Moon retrospectively because okay. I've soured on Prince a little more. Whereas, like, I, I've, like you said, I've kind of forgotten about it. Whereas for good mm-hmm. or for ill, Howard the Duck has stuck in my brain with all sorts of <laughs> And the fact that I didn't actively hate it, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's unreasonably high, probably. Yeah, yeah, fair, 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 fair. So that brings me for Hudson Hawk. Okay, yeah. Which is, which, which is what I covered from you before, we spoke about. Yeah. You, there's a lot of things in there I enjoyed. Yeah. I remember side by side. I remember all. I remember all the the beats and the grooves. Yeah. But it it wasn't enough for me, and yeah, it's probably too much Bruce. Yeah. Too much Bruno, not enough. Like you know things around it but it's fun and i can see why it's a bit of a cult classic i'm surprised it's not so much for me if that makes sense but yeah i agree yeah. with you before okay so this is my tipping point now where all of these are quite tightly packed and these are kind of like bad films mm. but i'm making my play for the gay community catwoman it's, Cat it's the top of the pack for this like, <laughs> top of the pack. i'm an ally <laughs> I, I I understand what you're saying. I hear you. I'm holding space for you. There's a room where we can all watch Catwoman together and you can explain why it perhaps should be higher. But yeah, yeah Catwoman, it's bad. Like, it's just, it's, it's long and it's dull and it looks disgusting. Mm-hmm. But Halle Berry is kind of fun to watch when she gets to do stuff, which yeah. is very rare, I guess. That basketball scene. <laughs> I don't know. Kids are watching the basketball scene on TikTok alongside other things. It's just like video games that just split screen. <laughs> no, fair, fair. So you being a good ally will reflect badly on my choice now because <laughs> my next pick is striptease. <laughs> uh, which, yeah. well, you know, you know what? Like, although it's quite low yeah. down here, I, I didn't hate it. I, I know I liked yeah. it more than you did. Uh, I Burt Reynolds stole my heart um, and. My pants, and yeah, <laughs> Moore sucks in it. It is isn't a good yeah. film, but like, and it is worse than Showgirls. It's not, you know, but it does blend in. There's too many people in both, you know. Like, uh, yeah, um, I enjoyed it though, I, and I enjoyed probably the second half way more than the first half. But yeah, yeah, I, that's that's why I've, I I I think about it. I still have it in the brain. So 
it's here. Yeah. My favourite thing is when a movie gives you something that you can take away with. So in Hard Eight, the Paul Thomas Anderson film, Philip Baker Hall teaches John C. Riley the little scheme involving like rate cards and mm. how to make it seem like you're gambling more than you actually are so you can get a free room at a casino. <laughs> and Striptease also does that with... Hey, you know, why not take a leaf out of Ving Rhames' book and hide a palmetto bug in some yogurt? You could earn you know, $100,000 in compensation. Well, that's, but that, that's my point. You remember it. You remember all yeah, that. Yeah, right? no, that's, I remember it for that's, sure. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a good sign of a film, especially these yeah. Nazis, especially as we go down the list. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, what the fuck am I going to say about Colour of Night, you know? like. <laughs> <laughs> my number 18 is Basic Instinct 2. Okay. Which I feel like it gets a good placement just because I can't remember a single thing about it. I don't remember liking <laughs> it. I don't remember disliking it. It's just the PH7 complete neutrality. I'm like, yeah, yeah. we watched that. It was a film. Stan Collymore <laughs> crashes into Canary Wharf, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. I didn't enjoy that film. but So it's, it's going to be lower down. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So what was my equivalent? Yep, here's where I would slot right in Fifty Shades of Grey. According okay, to the letterbox, yeah. that's where it is, so that's what I'm sticking yeah. with. Probably very similar to you, what you said. It, it's it's fine as well. Like, yeah. standalone, not seeing any of the sequels, not seeing anything else. Like, if that's all I'd I like I you see, to see I'm, them. I'm I'd like to hear what you think about <laughs> No, don't ruin it for me. I'm trying to say it's nice <laughs> <in the> bubble. <laughs> don't burst the bubble. But I did enjoy it. So, number 19 for me, which is another one which I don't know what I was smoking fantastic four. Oh fuck yeah oh fuck me man uh, <laughs> yeah explain yourself <laughs> i don't know it's maybe it's maybe lacking flat out incompetent moments as the incompetency is just kind of spread evenly across every area from casting to pacing to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> storytelling but like it was just kind of like it's another one where I was like, I don't really remember much of it. Mm. I don't, I don't have any strong memories. And I think it's, I think it's good in that like, it doesn't drag because like it's just like okay, we're in the negative zone and we fought Doctor Doom and I guess this is the end yeah. now. Yeah. No. Whereas fair. other generic superhero movies, you can tell that it's like okay, they're gonna fight the villain first and then they're kind of gonna get their asses handed to them a little bit. And then they're going to wait, go away and regroup and then they'll defeat them. Whereas Fantastic Four just shoots yeah. straight to, no, we kicked his ass. Nothing really to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. I disagree, but it's that's a fair point. Yeah. It's a very fair yeah. point. So my number 19 is also a comic book adaptation. It is Howard the Duck. Uh-huh. Okay. Sliding that Marvel property right in there. Yeah, yeah I, I echo what you said earlier about Howard. I I didn't like it. I still don't like it. Yeah. But fucking hell, is it a unique film? You'll never see yeah. something like this, and it'll stick with you to the day you fucking die. So yeah, yeah. it's um, it's a weird one. Again, it's still memorable. I'm not quite into the forgettable slide that is a way to happen. But yeah, yeah. I would duck number nineteen. Okay, my number twenty, a Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. I think just because of the presence of Lee Pace. Yeah. I think that's all I remember. I um, I have, um, I have it at 21, so I'm just going to round it up to 20. I'm going to swap them around just to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I still enjoy it. I, you know, I've only seen the first yeah. and the last, and yeah. the, the whiplash just makes me laugh so much that that's enjoyable yeah. to me. 
and the insanity. Now, imagine that, but for Fifty Shades of Grey. Because it's easy <laughs> in the world for you have vampires and magic to introduce this whiplash when you're meant to be in a grounded reality. How are you going to do the equivalent? But yeah, equal amounts of whiplash take place between the first and the last film, yes. and they also only have three, so they have time to make up. <laughs> the fuck happened in the second one? Yeah, I, I, Why the I, fuck has Anna got a robot baby? <laughs> That's it, Robot Baby, Michael Sheen. Like, there's yeah. so much, so yeah. much down by pace. There's Dakota Johnson, Dakota, <laughs> sorry, Dakota Fanning throwing the baby into the fire. <laughs> um, fucking Taylor Lautner lusting after a baby. Like, it's all just the yeah. weirdest. Yeah, fucking... Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird fucking film, and it's yeah, it's very specific conditions and why it's here for me. If I had slogged my yeah. way through the rest, I don't think I would have enjoyed this so much, but. Based yeah. on that alone, my unique experience. But yeah, it's now number 20. I've moved up one. Yeah. Okay, my number 21, an Alan Smithy film, Burn, Hollywood, Burn. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Similar to the Fantastic Four rationale, I think this is just forgettable alley of their like, films that don't, they didn't leave a bad taste in the mouth. So I've just kind of got them here. I'm like... I liked little things. Mm-hmm. I didn't hugely hate any single aspect. So just, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll Billy get the air and got a shout it out for that. <laughs> so that ranks higher than striptease <laughs> because Billy Bob was there. <laughs> yeah, if you put Billy Bob in striptease, yeah. now, now we're talking. Like they had him in Indecent Proposal. They He's do, in my number do. two. <laughs> so yeah, 21 for me. This is where we're, this is going to be very different. As Leonard part six. Which is with the asterisks of the viewing experience again. Watching yeah. it was a, a very late one as well. I do remember that. It was a, yeah, yeah. all adds into <laughs> it. But you know what? Like it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. And there is okay. some some moments in there that I enjoyed. I do remember yeah. it. I think about the finale quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't like it, but it was so much better than I expected. Like, and we're gonna get to the bad comedies. I, I liked how this stood above them. And yeah, just it is it is the experience of watching it with near and dear people, but yeah, it's here. It's here. I'm not defending it though. It's I'm not defending <laughs> the whole <laughs> Twenty two. I don't do anything professionally. I only do things for fun. It's under the cherry moon, which on the basis of me remembering that quote alone has to be placed a lot higher. <laughs> it does, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I, it honestly just is the graffiti bridge factor mm-hmm. of now. The more I'm thinking about Under the Cherry Moon, the more I'm like, oh yeah, no, that was fun. Black and white prints hanging around, just yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I disliked Graffiti Bridge so much that it soured me on prints as a whole. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna boost that up a few places. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. 22. Uh, Fantastic Four, based okay, on yeah. the. I'm gonna be generous and say five percent of the film that I really enjoy. Yeah. just keeps it down I don't like it I, I really don't like yeah. it it's a fucking slog but it is more memorable than I would have expected yeah. I didn't expect a, you know, a second viewing to kind of be as fun but yeah it was there's a lot of stuff ideas I do like and I think Trant got his way I, I would have loved this film but it is a yeah. big miss and it is a fucking slog and that is probably one of the biggest cardinal sins like you said before it's long it's fucking tedious so yeah, it goes in here. It's got some good points, but nah, the but the bad weight outweighs yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. My number twenty three. Can't stop the music. Which it's just it's 
It's nothing. It's forgettable. <laughs> like it's it, uh, a village people biopic should not be about people who are not the village people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. So what? What's your basis on having it so high then? Because there are aspects that I like, like milkshake. No, no <laughs> movie with milkshake can be lower than twenty three. <laughs> like I like the songs. Someone hangs dong in the YMCA. <laughs> like I, like there are aspects. Like I don't, I don't hate it. It's just aggressively average. Yes. Yeah, yeah and I, you know, like I, it's coming up, coming up for me very quickly. Yeah. But yeah, I am not. I'm not going to disagree with you, to be honest. Um, it's all valid points. Yeah. So that brings me up to Basic Instinct 2. Thoughts okay. in here now for okay. me. It's better than I expected. I expected straight to DVD. Trash. And yeah. it, is, it is a cut above that. It is weird. There's some fun stuff in it. It is a rehash. It is pretty hard to watch at times. But it is a movie. So, like, I, I, after this, I'm going to get a bit, uh, like, what the fuck am I watching? This is still a movie. Yeah. Um, too late, unnecessary, rehashed, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my number 24, movie 43. Ugh. So, this could easily be a lot lower, but the fact that it changes enough, there's enough jangling keys that, like... I could never really say like if any of the sketches were feature length, I'd be like, oh yeah. god. But there's that one we spoke about, the homeschool one, and I think I've also just changed the ending to R one, where he becomes a school shooter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> movie forty three. It's it's bad, but there were glimmers of potential, which we're gonna see with less frequency as we get yep. down to the dregs. Yep. So my next up is Can't Stop the Music, which is very soon echoing very much what you said. I, you know, it's got Hang and Dong, it's got the Goot. Yeah. It's got, you know what, it's probably the best soundtrack here as well. I would, I, the title track I fell in love with, I, I do think about the title track a lot and all the other hits. Coming, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really short and it's really easy to watch. It's got a catchy soundtrack. And I, I do enjoy the, the Village People biopic starring Steve Gutenberg who gets pushed so quickly into the background. Like, he is in a fucking recording booth, like, out of sight, out of frame. Yeah, I love it. Uh, sorry, Goot, we've just got a call. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner's available. You're now seventh build. <laughs> Behind Randy the Cowboy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird... It's, it's a great Razzie picture. It's campy fun. Great soundtrack. That, that alone pulls up for me. But it isn't a good film, and I yeah. wouldn't recommend it. Okay, so my number 25, Mariska Hargitay to The Love Guru. Okay. So it was it was bad, but it's kind of like the movie 43 thing of like it it shakes. Like the movie, movie 43 is probably worse, but because it shakes things up, I enjoyed it a little bit more than The Love Guru, which is just tedious. Yeah, fair. I, I, I really am struggling for justifications for some of my next my next run here this is based off letterbox okay. so i'm we're all friends here. i'm sticking <laughs> i'm sticking to my guns and what my what i originally letterboxed it in so in here is shining through for me which i don't remember <laughs> I've, I've, okay I've honestly well sponged it from my brain we'll just leap in and condense your 25 and my 26 because mine is also shining through and Beautiful. did we watch that film <laughs> I remember the I remember the, the horse on the sunflower. street. I remember the yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. I thought it was a zebra, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> zebra. The exactly, zoo yeah. goes on the. I remember that one beautifully shot, like 
gangs of New York style. Love that it. is it, baby. But you know, but it <laughs> yeah. is a movie. It is a competently made. It's boring as sin. It is fucking a drag to watch. But it is a movie. It is competently made and pieced together and shot and you know everything's everything's there. All the elements of filmmaking. There's just not a film to make. 100%. So yeah, that's why it's here. Okay, so you're 26 now. Oh, uh, alright, yeah, yes. Colour of Night is where I'm at now. Okay, yeah, those two are very similar. Yes, I've merged them in my head. The Bruno with, yeah. the, with his therapy group. I, I, I remember, but I, I wanted to want color, wanted to like Colour of Night. I thought that was going to be such a... Yeah. I'm, I, I've seen Bruno in Firewalk with me based off the cover yeah same i was imagining bruno playing sax on the soundtrack yeah, yeah it's it gonna be gonna be great yeah. it's gonna be great and it's not it's very disappointing there is some fun stuff in no. it but it's very forgettable that and shining through are two of the ones i've just expunged from my brain completely yeah but they are again it's a competent movie it is made it is shot it is you know there is a movie there so it's yeah probably why i do blend in with shining through so much yeah 100 percent. so my number 27 inchin so yeah. Inchin was Inchin was that for me. It was just I I found it more grating than you. And there were those surreal moments. It's like, am I watching Tiger Tanaka do a one man assault on like a military base? Yeah, not Tiger Tanaka. No, <laughs> who is it? Yojimbo. <laughs> am I watching Yojimbo do a one man assault to the military base? It's one of them, isn't it? It's got to be Yojimbo yeah. or Tiger Tanaka. <laughs> Jericho is racist. <laughs> um, it's going to be even worse when I post the socials and people see that I've got a bowl cut and I'm wearing a kimono. <laughs> um, I think it's because you just planted the Bond film link yeah. in my head. That's my justification for racism. So, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, there's also like Larry Olivier doing his big speech. Like, what was that all about? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I disliked Inchin more <laughs> than you, so that's why it's so low for me. So you're 27. Um, right, now, now, I'm, now I'm grasping here. So I, I've slotted in Catwoman here, just as it does stand above the rest. But I really don't like Catwoman. I, I, I disliked it more than you. There's some, there's some bits. I, I don't get it. I don't get the campy peel for other than the basketball yep. scene and a couple of bits you know that stand out uh, the, the bad outweighs the fun for me and not enough yeah. uh, a laugh i'm not having fun maybe it was just in the mood as well it wasn't the right you know i can i can enjoy inchin uh, the days were swapped around maybe inchin would have been miserable for me but yeah just i don't have much to say about catwoman that we haven't covered other than i don't like it and yeah it's, it exists it's a nice little um Time capsule of two, the mid-2000s. That's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number 28 was The Last Airbender, which there's just nothing to cling to in this film. It's just long and bland, and, like, Dev Patel... Made, Dev Patel reached out a hand as I was slipping yep. away, but my fingers just slipped through his, and I was, I was away. Like, it's... Yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, I, I've... I have next, so I'm gonna my merge my my number here was Holmes and Watson, surprisingly. Oh um, wow! Ju- yeah. Just because when I was thinking of the bad comedies, it like made it made me laugh. Right, it actually did make yeah. me laugh. Love Guru didn't, so I had to, I had to stick Holmes and Watson just based on my reactions to it. It yeah. isn't good. It's terrible. You'll cover it when yeah. you get to it, but it, unfortunately, yeah. I'm sticking to my principles. It made me laugh. But after that, I had Last yeah. Airbender, which was real bad. Probably enjoyed it more than I expected. I think my expectations yeah. were so fucking low that 
eh, dad's here, you know, and there's some, eh, I, I get it, yeah, well, yeah. like, you know, I don't know, the, I said yeah. it before, I don't know anything about the TV show or anything, so it's, I got it, I understood yeah. what was going on. You could follow it. It yeah, was yeah. a movie, and it finished, kid yeah. was fine as well, so, yeah, there's, inoffensive. Yeah, okay, my number 29, which I've already kind of covered for you, The Lonely Lady. So, I just didn't have as fun a time, and like you said, I fucked my way to the top stands out, rings out has been reverberating in my head for the past year but beyond that it doesn't really like it was tedious and Pia was really bad Yes, like Pia is one of the worst actresses that we've covered on this thing Mm -hmm. so I didn't have a fun time watching her so yeah that's all I have to say about that really fair, so what's your next then? My next one is number 30, Striptease. Solo. Solo. (laughs) Because this this film aggravated me. I might be getting it confused with our three-hour-long episode, but I, I, like, Striptease might not have actually been that long, but it felt so long. It really did. And, like, that was the type of thing where I was like, the material is good. I could see this being a good film in someone else's hands, Mm -hmm. but... It's just like what what is it? So yeah, striptease. Striptease was kind of like the inverse of I know who killed me, where like both of them were much weirder than uh-huh. I expected. But striptease, I was prepared for just like a crap erotic thriller, and so when I got that weird like almost like political conspiracy thriller, I was like, this is more interesting. So why is this not? <laughs> That's very fair, though. That is very fair. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. My number 38 was... I'm, again, I'm grasping here to see what's better. We're in the, we're in the dire. Is Alan Smithy. Yep. Burn Hollywood Burn. Okay, wow. Yeah. Which I, I like, was looking forward to. I can't lie. Disappointment was a yeah. big thing. You know, I, I love Alan Smithy, the, the pseudonym and sort of the history behind it. I love Eric Idle. I love Stallone. You know, all these elements. Yeah. Are and nothing plays out. It's so fucking boring. It's so yeah. Given the potential, it was such a missed open. Um, on like, paper, it doesn't it's have good. to be good. It doesn't but, have to be cohesive. But because but it's, but like, it's you, not you're... cohesive. It's it's compiled they together. They barely like... fit in any good jokes. There's yeah, that's not... what I'm like, yeah. Because it's so incohesive. It's like a sketch show, it but is... they just couldn't fit in like any good punchlines. It's, it's really. a, it outtake album. That's what all it is. It's just yeah, great alternative take yeah. number forty two. Great. <laughs> yeah, like it's just there's nothing here, and I think the disappointment. Stallone was quite fun in it, but that's that's he's yeah. barely there. So what's the fucking point? Yeah, no, it's it's bigness. Next up, we have number thirty-one, which is swept away for me. So <laughs> this was just a shipwreck of a movie. Like Madonna's not fun to watch for two hours. It's just watching like it's watching horrible things happen to a horrible person, and it's just. Like like we said on our episode, it's shot like a beer commercial. Mm-hmm. It's just utterly crap. And it's like meant to be romantic. And it's like, hey, here's Stockholm Syndrome the movie. Watch yeah. a woman fall in love with a rapist. And yeah, it's 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 not good. Yeah, and you know what? It ties nicely with my next pick, which is Gigli, yeah. Gigli, uh, Giggly himself. <laughs> which yeah. I enjoyed more than Swept Away. Yeah. Because Christopher Walken waltzes in and makes me happy for five minutes. I I, yeah. I like I liked that it wasn't what I expected. I enjoyed yeah. at least it was a the crime twist on it. it wasn't the rom com that was advertised, and I like that yeah. made me 
you know, intrigued. I didn't didn't like it. Wouldn't recommend it. But it had yeah. something for me. I had I had something different and memorable in ways. So True. it it just climbs there just on that merit alone. Okay, my number thirty two is Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. This was long and boring to watch, but. At the same time, I have to give it some points for just the scope of you're just watching massive gears clang into each other. And on that basis, I struggle to find anything redeeming about any of the other films below this. So that's just probably why it is where it is. But it was not it was not a fun time. It was a it was a rough watch. I'm going to keep my mouth shut until I pop up with it. Fair enough. Cool. So my my pick here to go alongside it is Jack and Jill, which you know, I still don't like. Um, I still hate it. I, I don't. I don't understand why we diverge so much on this Sandman production. But um, yeah, it's listen. It's, if you can't handle them as a Jack and Jill, you don't deserve them as uncut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this Tim Herrelyless entry into the Sandman yeah. canon isn't for me. It does have some standout moments. Pacino's great fun in it, and there there is some bits that are okay, but wildly different opinions I, I've ranked higher than Swept Away and a few others based on Sandman and Pacino alone but yeah I don't, I don't like this okay my number 33 it's turkey time with Sheely so yeah this is just bad completely misjudged like beyond Walken's like gonna go down to Marie Callender <laughs> put some on your head mm. <laughs> I I really didn't like Gili. It's just like, Gili's a good, what were you thinking? What was this supposed to be film? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the most head-scratching of, of all of these films. Yes. So you're 33? Uh, movie 43, which is a nice little... Oh, nice perfect. Little round. Very similar to Jack and Jill almost for me, whereas I don't, I don't like this film. There's bits yeah. I smile at. There's one sketch I enjoyed. There's... Very yeah. little for me to talk about, but there's a lot of talent here, a lot of funny yeah. people, writers, directors, and like actors, and none of it works out. Obviously, the insidiousness of how it was put together and sort of a lot of favors pulled in. You know, you you can have a you can have a great album with guest appearances, but when you have to pull in the favors, you, you need a slash solo on favor. It isn't his finest work, you know, and that's kind of <laughs> how I feel about movie forty three. Yeah. It's, it's it's such a missed opportunity because on paper there's so much talent there, but it's so unfunny yeah. and it's it's out of date. It's one of those there's a Farrelly brother that's, twenty you know ten years out of time. So yeah, nothing for me in movie forty three, but it's here just on names and the one sketch I like. Okay, my next one thirty four, Holmes and Watson. So, like you said, like, Holmes and Watson's another one similar to Alan Smithy. I was like, this is just really, like, the plot is secondary. This is just an opportunity for gags. This should have been, like, a Mel Brooks, like, Blazing Saddles. Like, you're just parodying a genre. Mm -hmm. And it's so bad. Like, beyond the Mind Palace B stuff, like, beyond that, I can't really think of much that made me laugh. It's it's bad, and it made me resent Will Ferrell for making me watch fair, it. Fair, fair. So, yeah. Up next for me, again, it's, it's a trilogy in a line. Uh, same review. It's yeah. uh, Love Guru. Yeah. <laughs> Talented person that makes terrible work. Round three. Yeah. Love Guru is... I, I don't know why, again, Jack and Joe movie 43 and Love Guru are interchangeable to me. 
rank them any way you want. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy it, <laughs> but here it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next up for me, it is Thirty Five Color of Night. So just to echo what you said, I was expecting this to be like a like more memorable. I was like, oh, Bruno in a film noir, Bruno in a mystery. This is going to be compelling. This is going to make sense. There will be some weird creative choices made, maybe some ropey performances, but instead we just got that dull like self-help group stuff mm-hmm. and goofy gimp. Like, no, it's it's not good. Snake in a mailbox, I guess, was yeah. something, but still, no. No, it does not for you. No, that's, that is very no. fair. So up next for me, where am I? Um, oh, now we're now we're in now we're in the death territory. This is a wild pick. <laughs> I'm I'm going yeah. up here, and this is my last one from the nineties, I believe, my favorite decade. It's Ghost Can't Do It, and there is no okay. merit here objectively. There's nothing good yeah. about this film. But holy yeah. fuck, did I laugh so much watching it? It is yeah. the funniest, weirdest, just cobbled together a terrible film that's great to watch with people uh, a, a room level yeah. film for me was ghost can't do it i just enjoy <laughs> it so much yeah. watching it alone is miserable but with friends very specific circumstances this is a great film to watch but it's fucking shit so it's i have to i have to yeah click, get all that legal mumbo jumbo out of the way but yeah it's here <laughs> based on my enjoyment of yeah. watching it can't can't really argue i'll cover my own thoughts when we get to it but yeah i i, I agree with your logic for me 36 it's leonard part six so i know what you mean of like leonard has some stuff like the frogs throwing the car off the cliff that maybe <laughs> that's maybe the most i've laughed at anything that in alone, the entire that alone. you laugh harder at leonard than you did at movie 43 you know alone on one thing yeah. one joke but listen, Kyle, I'm a little different to you in that I think rape is wrong. <laughs> I think that Bill Cosby deserves to be punished and he must answer for his crimes. It's just so... If frogs aren't throwing people off cliffs, and it's so just aggressively unfunny, and, like, the, the all the Diet Coke product placement, it was just, like, it was a really unlikable film. Where I was like, like, you were thinking of, like, okay, it made me laugh... But it made me anti-laugh so many times I had to subtract points yeah. from its score just because I was like, oh, jeez, oh. <laughs> it's just like, it's it's watching, like, I don't know. I I haven't seen a stand-up, so Bill Cosby's never been funny for me. Yeah. But, like, on the basis of this, it's just like everyone knows someone who is just incapable of being funny mm-hmm. like it does not like it's just humor is an alien concept to them you can write them the funniest gag in the world and they're just that's what leonard felt like i was like oh jesus is so i'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> and yet you said uh pluto nash was worse though so yeah 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 because like there were bits in Leonard where I was like, okay, you know what? If Eddie Murphy was in Leonard Part 6, it would be better. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy could kind of salvage bits of Leonard Part 6, but Bill Cosby and Pluto Nash, I'm just like, oh my god, that could be that yeah. could be one of the worst films of all time. Yeah, sure. So you're 36. Swept away. And nice. begrud- yeah. begrudgingly put swept away in here. If it wasn't for the second half of the film, which... 
you know, does have a few laps and bits that yeah. I enjoyed. I hate, I did, I hate Swept Away. I could only trust on tiny moments to feed it higher than a few other ones. But yeah, it looks like a commercial. Otter shit performances. Otter shit all round. One of my least favourites here, but just on the few specks of enjoyment. When my Italian turns into fucking alpha male, that's funny. But <laughs> until, other than that, no, there's nothing, nothing for me here. But again, I'm interchangeable now. So my number 37, Dirty Love. So similar to a lot of my criticisms for Leonard, actually, Jenny McCarthy isn't funny. And no, not at all, not at all. While, like you said, bass up the ass, there's some Freddy Got Fingered antics going on around her, but she's just a complete void. Funny shenanigans might be happening, but as soon as Jenny enters the screen, it's just kind of like, oh, oh well, this isn't very funny. Yes. Um, again, I can't really disagree with that. Dirty Love's coming up, so I'm, I'm just going to pull Dirty Love up a slot so she, yeah. I can speak about it as well. Yeah. One joke that we talked about that yeah. made us laugh, other than that, very, very, very little. It's, it, yeah, I, I agree 100% with everything you said. If she's not funny, she never was funny. To base around film around her is mad. What was the one joke? No, the, it was the falling through the roof. That was the one we both oh, laughed yeah, at. Yeah. That's the one joke we both laughed at. So, yeah, you gotta laugh. <laughs> Whatever. A, a, a dirty laugh. But <laughs> 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 it got one. Okay, so my number 38 is Cats. Not really much to say that hasn't already been said. Just a complete disaster. Yeah. And Jade convinced me that the stage show would have worked because my only asterisk previously was I was like, okay, this is bad, but I don't really... I'm not like a huge musical theatre fan. So whenever I watch a bad adaptation, I'm like, is this not just kind of like the thing that you all love normally? Like, what's the difference? But Jade convinced me that this is uniquely bad as an adaptation. So... Yeah, Cats is a disaster. Cats, cats like, is a disaster. It's an abomination, to um, be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to swap two numbers around so I can speak about Cats again. Yeah. Again, we're going to align here following the last <laughs> line. I, I fucking hate Cats. I, I absolutely yeah. hate Cats. And I hate the next entry for the same reason. It, they're ugly films. They're boring and long. And I, I just... Yeah. They're unpleasant to look at, which is one of the... A cardinal sin for me in cinema. Just, I don't... I, I hate it. It's visually one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And um, yeah, yeah, I hate cats. So I agree with you there. My number 39, the emoji movie. So it gives you more James Corden than cats. And so on that basis alone, it has to be ranked lower. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's soulless. The animation's ugly. It's horrible. It makes no sense. It's just irritating. It's not funny. It's truly a disaster. Yeah. Yep. One of the worst films we've watched. Yes. So my next up is Battlefield Earth, which okay, is yeah. isn't in the bottom rung because there's still there's still bits I you know like we did talk about it. the first bit half of the film I I printed in my brain forever, yeah and uh, you know there's there's creativity there which yeah. although it's a misfire, it, like there is effort bad effort and uh, it's a unique weird fucking thing it's ugly it's disgusting it's boring but you know Travolta <laughs> that that pulls it up yeah. a little bit for me. So yeah. <laughs> okay, my number 40, Saving Christmas. So I had the completely different experience to you where Saving Christmas to me was a chore because I was like, oh God, if me and you were having mugs devoid of hot chocolate <laughs> and we were watching in person, we might have had a completely different time, but watching it in my freezing flat, mm-hmm. 
I was like feeling the antithesis. I was, I was Darren Doe. I was like, you know what? Just don't believe anymore. <laughs> you were you were the Kirk Cameron to my character, needing to be like, "Come on, buddy, we're gonna have a little intervention in a car, and by the time you leave, <laughs> you will feel completely different." Beautiful. So uh, you're forty. My forty is the Emoji Movie. Yeah. My my only I my review of it stands the same. It's under ninety minutes. It's the best thing about it. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking easily quick to watch. It's you put on the background, fucking whatever yep. it's got nothing it's nothing to it but it exists yeah. so and we watched it <laughs> yeah okay so my number 41 is battlefield earth so just to kind of echo all of the things that you said about it it's like it's a disaster it's bad in the technical level it's ridiculous and yeah i like i didn't hate it as much as i expected to going in Again, mm. like it, it rose a little in my estimation, but still, that tells you just how bad it was the first time around. Yep. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crap. <laughs> right, what have I got next? Yeah, I'm in the I am in the bottom tier now. Right, oh god, this is a surprise. It's a shock. It's Diana the Musical for me. Sliding yep. in here now. I I know I enjoyed it probably more than you did. On our first view, and I know it was our yeah. first as well, so there, it holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, I think when I think about it, it's funnier, and that's why I enjoy it. Like, yeah, I in my head picturing the queen, you know, like, oh, this Diana, yeah. like, is she good enough for my boy? Like, I play a totally different, funnier version in my head, but it isn't as bad. It's a weird. It's not a movie either, so yeah. that's where I'm getting into that category. So yeah, it's it's in here just on a bit of nostalgia alone. Yeah. 100% echo that it's my number 42 so yeah we can just talk about it now yeah you, you nailed it though it, it isn't a film the songs are forgettable the performances are bland like like beyond this stuff that we invented about like Harry being a <laughs> bastard and, and the, the weird paparazzi wank stuff mm-hmm. going on it's it's yeah it, it, it shouldn't be here I resent Mr. Razzi for making me watch it mm-hmm. So you're forty-two. Hey, and this, this is again. I'm I'm gonna be throwing out curveballs now because ex- people would expect this lower. It's Mommy Dearest, and I okay. fucking hated Mommy Dearest. Uh, based on yeah. a few memorable coat hangers uh, and some bits and pieces, is why I've at least it has some memorable aspect to it. But I cannot stress how much that I am against this film, and I really dislike it. And John Waters is wrong. Uh, you're wrong. Everyone's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it. My 43 is Bolero. So maybe I'll just do my 43 and 44 at once, because 44 is Ghost Can't Do. Okay. And I was really torn on what order to have these rounds, because I was like, Ghost Can't Do It is more fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with your placement more. of like, there's more to mock in Ghost Can't Do It. There's more like, what? Like John, John had really come into his own of it was just, <laughs> his neuroses were on full display. Yeah. Like his therapist would be very proud with Ghost Can't Do It. Whereas Bolero, as like, Bolero was more insufferable because it was just more dull. Like, and the honey scene, like by all, by all rights, Bolero should be lower than Ghost Can't Do mm-hmm. It. But the moral, I'm, I'm, I'm turning 
all Mr. Razzie. I can't separate art from artist. The moral ick of of John fantasizing about possessing a younger man so he can continue to fuck his wife when by all rights he should be gone yep. from this earth. He should be burning in hell. Yep, yep. That just, that made me put it lower because Bolero, if the Derricks who made Bolero invited me to dinner, I'd be like, okay, cool. There are a couple who just want to share a little bit more of their sex life than they're just exhibitionists who love each other, whatever. If the Derricks who made Ghost Can't Do It invited me to dinner, I'd be terrified because I would imagine some get-out scenario where they're going to steal my soul and possess me. So yeah, what's your 43? It syncs up beautifully because it's Bolero. Yeah. Based on, like, forget, I, I, I didn't enjoy Bolero. I have nothing nice to say apart from, yeah, it's, I, Ghost Can't Do It much better, much more enjoyable for me. Bolero, very, very forgettable very boring yeah yeah i had nothing nice to say about it he hasn't he hasn't peaked yet big john he's still got his masterpiece yeah. to come so yeah i hate blado <laughs> yeah and you're 44 because my last two are not movies yeah. spoilers here comes transformers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is my it, it is my bottom as if it's if we're just going on movies this was my bottom yeah you did hate I it. I fucking, yeah. I can't, like, and there's, you know, I understand what you're saying about, like, the, the scale, the getting to play with your Legos yeah. and, yeah. you know, have your imagination sprawled <laughs> out. And, and you know what, like, there's parts of the film, too, that I can go, oh, that's a, quite cool, that's okay, but I, I physically can't watch the movie, which is why it has to be so low. Like, I, I, yeah. My head is spinning, I get a headache from this cutting style, just the mess on yeah. screen that's happening in my eyes. I just... My brain won't process it. If John Ford did it, then maybe. If it was seven-minute takes, then we're talking. But, yeah, 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 nothing here for me. I just, I hate it. It's disgusting. It's annoying. It's like, it's, it's like yeah. being in the waltzers. But, like, you're, you know, you've got the flu, <laughs> and you're just, you just, every part of you wants to die. I, I cannot stand this movie. You're right. In the most literal sense, this is the hardest to watch of all of the films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. Okay, so we have the same bottom We do indeed. So, 45, we are taking a trip to the dystopian reality of Hillary's America. Oh, and we've synced up beautifully. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hillary's America. What can we say that we've not said already? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. It's not a film. It's yeah. a one-man rampage. Yeah. yeah it's... For the sitting duck of Hillary Clinton, the fact that you can miss yeah. so <laughs> terribly is Dinesh. Yes. But, the, you like, know, Dinesh, he did yeah. put some, you know, something into it. That's why it's slightly higher. There's production value. Yeah. It's closer to being a film than yes. the bottom place. That's why, that's that's why he's, sure. it's in the playoffs and not the automatic relegation spot because <laughs> 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 just on that low graft hard work alone. Uh, but yeah, it's such a miss. It's so, <laughs> so disappointing and not funny enough yeah. either. Yeah, it's terrible. And so... Without further ado, the universal worst film of watching worst films is number 46, Absolute Proof. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the My Pillow Guy movie. The My Pillow, Mike Lindell in his finest hour. Yeah, other than cocaine energy and tapping a pen like a maniac and fidgeting. <laughs> when that's your highlights, you know, there's there is nothing. That, 
I, this this broke this nearly broke me. Yeah, nearly the one. I, we watched this together, and thank God we yeah. did because because I wouldn't have been able to finish it alone. The no, fir- the no, no. first time, just fuck it. Let's just let's just turn it off and say we let's say we watched it. Yeah. But no, we did. We did fucking go through it. Awful. Yeah. It's not a movie. It's not. It's barely a, like a, a YouTube fucking video. It's so shoddy. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. And there's nothing. There's nothing of interest. There's not one thing, one speck, one bit of information, a sketch, <laughs> anything. There's nothing. It's just this coked up fucking con man behind a desk screaming at you for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> what more can you say? Yeah. yeah, nothing. You've nailed it. All I can really add is that fittingly for the bottom place film, Equal credit has to go to the villain of this podcast, Mr. Razzie, for making us watch it. 100%. Because it isn't a film. It's not. And granted, it's the pandemic. He was working with less, less of a stacked deck. But still, like, music or something? Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. just is so not a film. Like, why on earth did you legitimize you this? Like, why? But that, hey, but that, it's just a real soapbox. If he wants to say Donald Trump bad. Yeah, but that's so, but by so ironically, like, by by putting this on a platform you are giving exposure to mike lindell who would have been nobody yeah. like you you are part of the problem mr razi by you know absolutely to, yeah by spreading the around this shouldn't exist it shouldn't be spoken about yeah. like yeah if you're go, yeah. if you're breaking the rules for a pandemic then dig into a, a tv movie or a straight to dvd or something yeah. like vod um 100 but yeah absolute shambles absolute yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the middle section of the podcast, as I have some interesting, Ooh. interesting shit has come to light, <laughs> which I am keen to <laughs> share with you. So, One Piece is an interview with Mrs. Brown, Ooh, okay. where we get to hear more about the um, the the genius of comedy that is Mrs. Brown. So, Mrs. Brown speaks about offence. Of course, it's uh, a, a, an interview, an interview on uh, on snowflakes who get offended by her representation of homosexuality. Brandon also dismisses accusations of homophobia because of the portrayal of Rory, mm-hmm. Mrs. Brown's third son, whose sexuality she describes as an illness. He explained. The thing is, Mrs. Brown doesn't understand any of that. She has a gay son, but she doesn't really know what gay means or about gay culture. I remember doing a radio show, and a gay chap rang in saying the portrayal of gays in comedy is terrible. The way that comedians do an effeminate voice when they're doing a gay joke. I said, they've got to put the picture in people's minds. And sometimes, the only way you can really portray somebody gay is to have an effeminate voice. And he said, I just don't think it's funny. So I said, can you tell me a gay joke that you would not find offensive? And he said, two gays mug an old woman. One holds her down and the other one does her hair. I fucking pissed myself laughing and said, that's funny. But here's the thing. Holding down an old woman isn't fucking funny. Mugging an old woman isn't fucking funny. What is fucking funny is bullying gay people. Um, Not all gays are hairdressers and not all hairdressers are gay. Where do you want me to stop? 
which I don't know. I know we spoke last week about how he's meant to be a member of Mensa, but honestly, every interview you read with the guy, you're just like, you are as thick as a pile of bricks. Because and that's it. And you know what? Like fucking Mensa means nothing. You know that doesn't. That's something. That's like oh, I scored an IQ test of fuck off. You know. Yeah, exactly. The the least intelligent people in the world are the ones who speak about their IQ the most. And I could say that as I have an IQ (laughs) ninety four. Double digits, my man. (laughs) (laughs) There's also some controversy around a racist joke which Brendan made on the one show. He was asked, so he was on the one show with Tyler Perry to promote a Medea homecoming, and he was asked if Tyler would be on Mrs. Brown, and he said, he's very expensive, and so far we haven't had anyone of his colour in there. Ooh. I mean, you, you could have just stopped with he's too expensive. Boom. You don't, you don't, yeah. please don't bring yeah. in the race. Fuck. <laughs> please, Mrs. Well, Brown. Well, Brendan was... <laughs> Brendan was asked by the BBC if he wanted to apologise, and he said, I didn't. The essence of the movie is that Mrs. Brown doesn't understand colour. You'd never see a person of colour in her environment. Tyler got it. He laughed. I laughed. So, just that's the ultimate get out, is like, whenever he says anything, whenever Brendan says anything racist or homophobic, he's just like, well, you know, the thing is that Mrs. Brown just doesn't... Just doesn't, yeah. Doesn't see colour. Doesn't see colour. Doesn't, doesn't see race, yeah. Doesn't see sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. But, yeah, just wanted to Wonderful. stop in with the star of our last special. So, we've left the stinkers behind, but... On the New Year's episode with Marnie, I discovered a potential heir to their throne, which are the awards from the Alliance of Women Film Journalists. And they have just released their awards for this last year. And so I have a couple that I'm wanting to read out to you. Most Egregious Lover's Age Difference. Nominees, Killers of the Flower Moon, Leo DiCaprio, 49, and Lily Gladstone, 37. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, Tom Cruise, 61, and Hayley Atwell, 41. Poor Things, Mark Ruffalo, 56, and Emma Stone, 35. And the winner, Oppenheimer. Akilah Murphy, 47, Florence Pugh, 27. Okay, so far be it from man to defend age gap relationships, but Mark Ruffalo is meant to be a predator Mm. in Poor Things. That's the point of him. And equally in Oppenheimer, that's the real life yeah. age gap. So, retrospectively, J. Robert Oppenheimer, <laughs> as if you haven't done enough, <laughs> as if unleashing the potential of nuclear yeah, Armageddon. Your real original sin <laughs> was dating a younger woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Prometheus yeah. dating I mean, a woman twenty years as junior. I'm glad they didn't have their rankings when uh, Richard Gere was a leading man. Um, <laughs> you know, fucking. Or God Co- forbid, Roger Moore. Co- Roger, Kevin Costner, like, oh, the eighties, nineties run. You've missed out here, guys. So other fun categories. She deserves a new agent. Note: This is not a put down. On the contrary, <laughs> it suggests that the actress is better than the roles she's been given. So nominees: Anna de Armas for Ghosted, Nia Vardalos, My Big Fat Greek Wedding Three. What on earth has Nia Vardalos done to show that she has? Yeah. Like she's only in the Greek <laughs> Greek wedding movies, isn't she? Reese Witherspoon, your place or mine. But the winners: Tony Collette for Mafia Mama, 
and Candice Bergen, Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton and Mary Steenburgen for a book club, the next chapter. And then the the one which I the, the one which I really want to discuss. They give their waster remake or sequel to Exorcist Believer. Damn so right. you're you're Marathi on board boy. now, I'm sure. I was on. But they also have their Hall of Shame award, Ooh. which is like the the Mr. Razzie uh, <laughs> bad behavior award. Uh, does this go back? Um, so how far? Um, this is this is last year. Okay, so no, so okay, no retroactively going back. Cool. No. So the nominees are Drew Barrymore for resuming her show during the WGA strike, resulting in three writers leaving the show. Greta Gerwig for crossing WGA and SAG picket lines. She's a member of both, and although not an actor in Barbie, she co-wrote it to promote Barbie, claiming she was just a non-striking director. Her co-writer, Noah Baumbach, respected the picket line. Media gave her a free pass, while black director Justin Simeon, not a member of any striking guild, was given flack for attending the Disney premiere of his film The Haunted Mansion. Shame on Greta. Fuck. Jonathan Majors for domestic violence. <laughs> Danny Masterson, sentenced to 30 years to life in prison after being found guilty of raping two women. And then the award goes to the AMP, TP, and studio heads for their despicable behavior concerning the WGA and SAG after negotiations and strikes. So, Greta Gerwig, in good company with a domestic abuser and a rapist, who also haven't won. Oh my god. Fucking hell. You can't you can't hold Greta up for Barbie and be this feminist icon and then slander her for promoting the movie for women you know, for them to go see. Like yeah. what the fuck do you want? Yeah. Jesus. And it's like Noah Baumbach maintained the picket Yeah, because Noah Baumbach didn't direct the movie. Yeah, he was a writer, so he would have been crossing the picket line mm-hmm. if he did, but like mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. Jesus. Like like yeah, I know that Justin Simeon probably got shit because he it was like he was the only person there. But like every single director promoted yeah. their movie. And rightfully so, like, you know. Well, apart from things like even Bradley Cooper did like Maestro yeah. and things. It didn't Mar- maybe Mar- do it to Mar- the same one, extent. One but man like, tour for killers, you know, like Yeah, exactly. Fincher exactly. had to get rolled out for the car like, you know, you have to you <laughs> Yeah. Have, yeah. Come out of hiding, David, we need to speak to you. Like Yeah, you got yeah. Me. So just like fuck off. So bizarre to single out Greta Gerwig when you have Danny Masterson and Jonathan Majors sitting there, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh yeah, serial rapist Danny Masterson." <laughs> Thirty but years. You know what he didn't do? <laughs> he didn't stiff. He didn't stiff writers. He's not trying to rape women using AI. Wow. Honestly, like that's real Mr. Razzie behavior. So you know we've spoken about Mr. Razzie's difficulties with strong female mm-hmm. characters so maybe an alliance with the uh, women film journalists is match made in heaven isn't it? <laughs> yeah alright All right. and so we are now back with part two so my first one I think the best ceremony is Inchin 1982 Pia Zadura wins for Butterfly we get Woodsy Allen's first appearance mm-hmm. with Mia Farrow being nominated. Then, 1996, Striptease wins. We get a win for Polly Shore. Mm-hmm. Number in, in 1998, Alan Smithy wins. Can't really fault anything there. Similarly, 2009, Transformers 2 wins. Nothing to say, just kind of your classic Razzie year. 2000, Battlefield Earth sweeps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2001, Freddy got fingered, but like... 
no egregious errors in other categories. Then we have 1999, Wild Wild West, which I might not agree with, but like looking at the other categories, I only really object to the presence of my beloved Phantom Menace. 2002, swept away, swept away, but Lucas, Georgie boy, Lucas also wins for Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. So in 1984, I give them points for Bolero, but negative points for De Palma with his nomination for Scarface, it might have been. And then in 1983, points for The Lonely Lady, but negative points for De Palma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then 2014, Saving Christmas. Mm -hmm. 2015, Fifty Shades, Fantastic Four, sure. But Paul Blart 2, I think, is worse than both of them. 1990, Ghost Can't Do It, but... Trump won, Trump and I maintain he is one of the best performers in Ghost Country. He is. <laughs> and Sofia Coppola also picked up a bunch of yeah. wins for The Godfather. Then in 1989, Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. That is my year. Went a little too hard for Star Trek. That is my, That's your that year. That's my year. That's my, Take it away. Of course it is. I mean, again, I said before at the start, Star Trek was my favorite picture. I think it's the best one other than Blonde. So pre-2022 is by far the best, but the actual ceremony is a joke this year, and I remember this is the one that fucking enraged me when I look at it, when we talked about it, because even even all the noms, and I've got them up here, you know, Cry Kid Part 3, Lock Up, fucking Roadhouse, and then Speed Zone. Like, other than Speed Zone, the one I haven't seen, um, but, you know, you gushed about Lock Up. Cry Kid Part 3 is fine compared to what a Razzie should be. Roadhouse is fucking great. You know, there's just so many misses here this year. Again, yeah. he's going for Stallone, he's going for Swayze, like picking random actresses out of random films. That's a very good example this year of Return of Swamp Thing. Just fuck it, Heather Locklear gets it. And it's also yeah. also three out of three of probably like the worst picks for worst original song. Bring Your Daughter yeah. to the Slaughter being a huge hit for Iron Maiden. And Tet Savagery being yeah. a huge hit for Ramones kind of makes me go, well, this isn't fucking... Let me tell you, Kyle. I don't want to be buried <laughs> in the Pet Cemetery. I saw everyone knows 30 <laughs> years later. You know, this has to be fucking whoop, there it is. This needs to be Conehead songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and overall, I, I, this is just miss, 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 miss. This is, and this is early, this is the 10th one. So there's no fucking, you know, rot that he has in later. He's, you should still be fresh. You should still be. There's so much from 1989 to fucking punch out. And you miss every single yeah. one. Like that's a joke. <laughs> the, the Razzies could have imploded here. This is my point of the the no credibility ten yeah. years in. Haven't haven't left your first decade yeah. and already. And well, that's another part. That's my little addendum here. Is they've also got the worst of the decade on this this year, oh, which are yeah. obviously Stallone winning for fucking Rocky Four. An embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, like there's yeah. Pia Zadora picking up. Ah, oh, it's, it's a mess. So yeah, no, like my, <laughs> okay, we know you're a Pia. <laughs> but... the, the tenth one is my is my worst one, and it stands out to me by a mile. I don't have any more to add on that. Okay, so to continue with my list. 1992, Shining Through, mm-hmm. nothing to say. 2007, I Know Who Killed Me, yep. nothing to say really. 1986, Under the Cherry Moon and Howard. My The reason this is down is because they nominate Stallone for Cobra. Yeah. In fact, I think he wins for Cobra. And they nominate Cobra's picture. Yeah. Just the presence of Cobra. I enjoyed Cobra. I like Cobra. 
it shouldn't be. Yes, I, I mean, I agree with it. This is a poor year as well, like, looking back. I agree with that. Yeah. 2019, Cats, which on the face of it is a nothing kind of year, but the Fanatic is also present that year, mm. which Fanatic perhaps should have got a little bit more love. But the really egregious error that year was Murphy, Eddie Murphy, beating the Sandman to the Redeemer. Yes. Yeah, that, that was shocking. Yeah. Once in a lifetime performance mm-hmm. from the Sandman and it goes unacknowledged for a fine Dolomite is my name. Then 2012, Twilight dominated, but Jersey Shore in Three oh, Stooges yeah. were nominated for like worst combo or something. And I was like, you cannot tell me that Jersey Shore, I think it went to like Mackenzie Foy and Kristen Stewart or something. It wasn't Pattinson mm-hmm. Stewart. But I'm like, you cannot tell me that Jersey Shore were not worse yeah. than the cast of Twilight. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Then 1994, Color of Night. Mm-hmm. But it did have that interview with the vampire win. So it's it's coming down it's one of It's one of the biggest, biggest fucking misfires from the Razzies for wins. You know, a norm, a norm gets forgotten yeah. about whatever. You, you laugh about it. That win yeah. is outrageous. Um, <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> And then in 2013, Movie 43, which on the face of it is fairly well-deserved, but Gay Dirty Harry, which is the worst Movie 43, did not win. And you get the Smiths' presence for After Earth, mm-hmm. which I think is probably probably well-deserved. 1989, Cocktail. Nothing else to say. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. 2006, real drop of the ball when they had Basic Instinct 2 win over Little Man because <laughs> he recognised the Wayans but Little Man is abhorrent Yes, and I have a lot of memories of Little Man in a way that I do not remember Basic Instinct 2 mm-hmm. I'm still rinsing the stink of the Little Man out of my mouth and off my eyeballs then 2020 a boring pandemic year he gave us absolute proof and music doesn't oh like yeah music that's film. a co one isn't it the yeah CO. yeah so in 1985 that was the mega rambo stallone year mm-hmm. which yeah he kind of fucked it and he also nominated for he also nominated godzilla as best new star <laughs> i can only hope that godzilla isn't turning up for godzilla <laughs> minus one next year <laughs> the redeemer award <laughs> honestly that would redeem mr Razzie in my eyes if he gave Godzilla the redeemer award then in 2003 he goes for Gili over the real cancun and from justin to kelly which were two of the mm. lowest rent worst things i watched 2017 the emoji movie well done but he goes for tom cruise and he doesn't doesn't recognize james corden which that was um wild mother year as well wasn't it 2017 oh yeah i think you're right when, yeah, when aronofsky's yeah, yeah, yeah. picking up his noms yeah, yeah that's true yeah, yeah outrageous yeah and then in 2008 holmes and watson which on the face of it well deserved but we get loads of nonsense trump wins yes that's just when he pads it mm. out with trump's entire cabinet mm-hmm so in, then in 1981, Mommy Dearest won, but we did get the Michael Cimino Heaven's Gate win. Which yeah, no, yeah. Real embarrassment. Yep, yep. And Christopherson as well that year, I believe. I can't remember if you won it, but yeah, that, that pissed me off at the time. Yeah. Then in 1991, 
we got Hudson Hawk, but we also got Julia Roberts for Hook. So, you know I'm a Hook fan. I'm a Hooker. You know I'm, a I'm hook a, always a Hooker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then in 2016, Hillary's America, but Jesse Eisenberg playing Max Landis was the only acting win for Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. He's the best performance. <laughs> The most entertaining performance. Yeah, well, beyond Michael Shannon's course. Yeah. <laughs> my highlight. <laughs> and then in 1987, Leonard won, but Elaine May also won Worst Director for Ishtar. Mm-hmm. And I can't be having that. <laughs> 2008, The Love Guru won over Disaster Movie and The Haughty and The Naughty, which is just absolutely Absolute. wild. Yep. 1993, of course, that indecent proposal win. That's that's enough of on its own. 2010. So this is one of the ones I'm most thankful for because you gave it to Avatar: The Last Airbender over Sex and the City yeah. and Vampire yeah, yeah, Suck, yeah, 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 yeah. which could have been painful. Well, for I, said, us. I would watch Airbender three times over and not not see a thing, you know, and not remember a thing yeah, before yeah. I'd watch the others. Yeah, that's that's a lucky escape. Okay, so 2005 is a very personal year for me because he gives it to Dirty Love, but he does give a Razzie to Hayden Christensen in <laughs> Star I, I Wars that Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me turning to the dark side. Because I think, I think he's... If you're going to say he's bad, which I maintain you shouldn't, I think he's worse in Attack of the Clones than he is in Revenge and of the I, Sith. And I agree with that a hundred, hundred times over. A million times over. No yeah. debate there. This also saw wins for Bewitched with Will Ferrell oh, yeah. for Bewitched and Kicking and Screaming. And then War of the Worlds. Tom Cruise was nominated for War of the Worlds, which is one of my favourite films of his. Then In 1998, it went to The Postman which, bad enough, but then also Batman and Robin yeah. had the most awards. Batman and Robin sweeping it, I remember that. Um, that is outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Both great. Yeah. Then 2011, Jack and Jill sweep, which, on the face of it, can't maybe argue. I, yeah, I'm not arguing Which it. I can't yeah, argue I'm not arguing. too much. But, but it's more the omissions of we don't have WE, we don't have Showgirls 2, we don't have all the films that we... Like, remember when we were just like, oh, that was 2011. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. 2011. There's, that a, was there's a great fucking dirge of just terrible shit that came out in 2011 and all skipped up. But yeah. again, I do argue like, it's hard. Jack and Joel impact on the world compared to Showgirls 2. <laughs> you yeah. know? Maybe a bigger sin when yeah, more people the... see it. <laughs> yeah. Then in 1995, Showgirls. No. Just disagree with everything oh, yeah, about 100%. that, and also how heavy he went yeah. for Showgirls. And yeah, and it lingered on as well. Like it's, it's the reason we got striptease. Yeah, like fucking yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then 2007, he went Catwoman over Baby Geniuses Two. Baby Geniuses Two is still contender for one of the worst films I have mm-hmm. ever seen, and Catwoman probably isn't the worst superhero no, film I've ever seen. No. So yeah, that's not right then in 2021 we had the victory for diana which was just netflix crap and he missed out on dear evan hansen which mm-hmm. i think is much more deserving of a legacy mm-hmm. Definitely. then in 2022 blonde and jared leto mm-hmm. so like he's finally recognizing jared leto but yeah blonde 
And in my opinion, the worst Razzie year was Ooh. the inaugural Razzies of 1981. As this is when they went real hard for cruising. And they also nominated Stanley Kubrick for The Shining. Yes. So Friedkin and Kubrick shat the bed straight out of the gates. Well, no coming that's back. That's it. I mean, I, 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 just, I just pulled up quickly, and you're right. De Palma, Friedkin, and Kubrick all getting nominated shows you where the world stands. It is the throw it at the wall. It is the very stinkers yeah. version of the Razzies of multiple, multiple, multiple ones, as we did cover on the episode. But yeah, you know, you're you are nominating some big names and some Zanadu, you know, getting pulled through the dirt. Like, <laughs> yeah, not having it. Yeah, it's a very bad, very bad year. Very bad start as well. Yeah, yeah. So on 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 the journey, and I was thinking of this on the worst pictures, and I yeah. think there's there's worst perf- like so I've I've merged supporting actors and leads, and much like the Razzies themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and so this was um. It was incredibly hard trying to like break down the worst actors. Obviously, Mr. Razzie guns for Travolta and Stallone and Sandler and all my yeah. favorites. So, and Bruno's obviously popped up. And I did think about Bruno because the films he were in, I, I did hate for the most part. Maybe maybe Hudson Hawk saved the day, but um, he, yeah. he gave terrible performances. So I was thinking about him and I was trying to avoid, you know, Valentine's Day, the, the ensemble ones where people just phone it in and yeah i think my and i'm not counting mike wendell he he would have stolen it a hundred percent right at the end yeah but he's not an actor unless that's the greatest performance yeah. i've ever seen in my life so i i did struggle and i'm i'm sorry for it i think it's because he annoyed me so much and um i don't like him in the best of times but ben affleck's probably my pick which is shocking, I know, but he popped. I hated Ooh. him in Gile, and I like Gile for the most part. Yeah. The fact when he keeps recurring up, I, I just he he's my probable example of who I would have been laser focusing on if I was Mister Rossi. Yeah, but I I I was Cosby's here. I have him, but he's not that yeah. bad, you know. And I was like, he's not funny, but he at least has a screen presence. Um, I really struggled here. John Derrick's yeah. here, obviously. And the old man from Ghost Can't Do It is probably the worst what? performer. John Derrick. John Derrick. John Derrick. Who's the old guy in... Was never no, in front no, of no, 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 no. The... I always do that in my head. It was a surrogate. He's the surrogate yeah, in yeah, the yeah. The surrogate John Derrick. <laughs> Playing and... the role of John Derrick. Okay, I'm going to change my answer. I changed my answer to the surrogate John Derricks from both Ghost Can't Do It and Bolero. Worst... Shared award. <laughs> it's a shared award. I'll give you two. Absolutely. But, but for power punch... Again, not done by a John Derrick on a minor budget. I'm going bigger scale. I've got Affleck as my big name. So to get John Derrick's as my other award. What have you got? Who was the worst for you? Okay, so just wheeling through real quick. I agree with you. Mike Lindell, you kind of have to disqualify as not giving a performance, just being a man on camera. Similarly with Donald Trump for Fahrenheit 9-11, 11-9, whatever it was. I want to pay lip service to Rob Schneider in Juice Bigelow. Yeah. But I've never seen either of the juices. So you can't. So I can't I can't really like I can imagine it's dreadful, but mm. I can't comment on something I haven't seen. Polly Shore I saw Polly Shore win for nineteen ninety five in Jury Duty, okay. which I kind of quite enjoyed. And then I saw Polly Shore in nineteen ninety six for Biodome, <laughs> which is one of the most annoying performances I've ever seen. But I think my winner, you called him out. It really, it has to be 
John Travolta yeah. as Moose in the Fanatic. Uh, yeah, because the Fanatic didn't win. And it cropped yeah. up. Travolta, obviously, for the Fanatic, obviously. But I, I, I think yeah. I, I was focusing on, you know, you have, to worst, you have to have the worst picture to be the worst actor. I, mean, I have to have watched you for this fucking podcast for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. okay so I, yeah. I have to, I'm going for Battlefield Earth is basically the Travolta money you can have. Yeah. Then I guess if you're making me do that, do I do Dinesh? Which, like, Dinesh is playing more of a... He's not exactly playing himself. Dinesh is... He's playing, like, a hard man. He's playing Andy Dufresne. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Dinesh's performance is um, more acted than Lindell's. Lindell's is cocaine energy, yeah. whereas Dinesh is prepped yeah. a little bit. He's rehearsed what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not spewing out words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Right, so I mean, worst actress. I think we'll be unanimous here. Don't uh, don't bother, don't, don't bother looking. Don't bo- it's Bo Derek. Bo Derek first place. Yeah. Bo Derek's worst actress. Like I, I, again, my only thing I can say is it makes Pia look great, and, uh, and Pia sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, if you if you had to recognize her for one film, what would it be? Bo. Bo is Bo yeah. is worse than Ghost Can't Do It than Bolero. A hundred. I would have said the same. She has to carry like, more she's... dialogue. She has to speak off screen to someone that's not there, and she can't do it. Like, yeah, Bo Derek fucking struggles. <laughs> that line of that's kinky stuff, <laughs> Scott. We we're not kinky. We've never been kinky. Is just yeah. stuck in my head. <laughs> so yeah, Bo Derek, absolutely. And then I'm shouting out. I'm shouting out Madonna as well. I, I nothing, nothing came Fair here enough. for me again. If you're not in a John Derek production and you have money behind you, I, I have well much yeah. less sympathy if you're in a real movie. So yeah, that's my second place. So yeah, Bo Bo. Yeah. Bo and John, I'm, the surrogates of John and Bo, well-deserved winners here. The truest Razzies are the truest Razzies. I also, My second place, oh yeah. the Golden Raspberry Awards for their victory last year. <laughs> Fantastic. I have worst director as well. So, my two worst pictures. And they're both big names, yeah. so no John Derricks here. Yeah. I, I have to say, just because I fucking hated it and it was my worst one Michael Bay and I, I have a caveat I have an asterisk because I, I, I understand your arguments pro Transformers and pro Bay so having yeah. all the toys play mirror Lego sort of the creativity I, I get it but the direction just on direction alone that is including directing Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox that is putting your brain vision into a coherent thing I blame him I hate I can't watch your movie so you are that yeah. alone. But I do have that little asterisk. I do understand. I have some sympathy. I have no sympathy for my joint winner, slash number two, Guy Ritchie, for Swept Away. Which yeah, is that's a good one. Because he is a capable director too. He is competent. He can, mm-hmm. even if I don't like his style of movies, he can, he can do stylish. He can make movies. I always say this looks like a fucking commercial. This is a disgusting film. Poorly directed poorly visualized everything from storyboard to action everything everything sucks and he should do better he wrote it as well so like fuck right off this is your baby your adaptation and you just oh it's awful so that's why they're worse than john because john's resources and john's own abilities are never going to get better than bolero that's the peak probably so 
these are people that are capable and that pisses me off more like there's less excuse then and i, I, yeah. I wanted to I, they deserve it so it's a joint another joint one for me but they're my two yeah my rationale very similar to yours of like i don't think it's dinesh because i think dinesh made exactly the film he was setting out to make in hillary's america if i was to try and direct hillary's america to fulfill Dinesh's wishes, I'd make all the same decisions. Like I think he's wrong in the attack that he takes. Yeah, yeah. I, like... I don't know. I think I think you can snap it up. You know, I think if we get some yeah. YouTube editing skills in there and we speed it up and TikTok <laughs> it and make it quicker. Po- yeah, if Pokemon yeah. go to the polls, we could do a really good <laughs> quicker one. I I think it'd be harder to get Lindell's thoughts directed together. Dinesh I could do. I grouped those two together. I was like, Lindell and Dinesh, I'm actually not going to harp on them as directing because like, I think they kind of executed what they were going for. That was where I saw Lindell wasn't even nominated yeah. for Worst Oh, I mean, the film was terrible that made direction. 10 out of 10, you know. God. Yeah. <laughs> Give this man a budget. What could he do on a larger scale? It's such a great showcase for his skills as director. So, of course... 2020 Lindell was defeated by my beloved music and Sia and that's absolutely dreadful Mm -hmm. and completely misjudged and a squandering of all kinds of resources but the the worst for me has to go to Tom Hooper for cats of infinite resources and he just pisses it all up the wall i'm not gonna argue (laughs) that it creates a nightmare i i i go with you it's honestly a producer's level for i i go with i think i would end up doing a nightmare i don't i couldn't direct cats yeah Yeah. maybe you could i couldn't mine would be a stop motion horror film but um just yeah it's a, I would rather see it than that. If you have Make infinite it like budget, Henry Selleck's yeah, cats. Yes, is, yeah, it just, it's just yeah. better than the CGI. It's the abomination. CGI bulge. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So yeah, I just have a few final thoughts and notes just on our on our journey as well. What I've learned, which isn't yeah. much, um, and sort of the experience on the way. <laughs> I am um, the brain cells we've lost <laughs> along the way. I I didn't expect this journey to be like this. I didn't. I don't know what I expected. Yeah. I expected worse, for the most part, and we did watch a lot of fucking shit here. It changed my, you know, my assumption, my naive assumption that there were going to be what I picture Razzie movies to be the, you know, uh, garbage pale kids and the Adams Family three or whatever four straight to D. You know, like I thought they would end up Lion Kings two. We'd just get some real rough stuff, rather than big big films and. I don't think that, like, I know I like to think like Mr. Razi and try and put my brain in, like, a hack, but there isn't much rhyme or reason when you actually look back on them, other than his targets, the ones he's focused on that will get attacked. Eh, there's Sometimes he's the most feminist, liberal man in the world. Other times he's, a, you know, he's <laughs> focusing on children and ripping them to shreds and, you yeah. know, like, he's, he doesn't... <laughs> He's so fucking... And I know it's a committee, and I know there's multiple fucking pricks voting for this thing, but he's he's responsible, it's his name, he gets to choose at the end of the day. So, like, yeah, I don't... I As I've gone through this, I'd, I'd, I think I've turned on the Razzies way more than I expected. I thought there would be a lot more endearingness mm. to them, some sort of, like, tongue-in-cheek, less vindictive hate. I you know, I thought they'd be funner, and, I you know, you'd imagine that's what they would yeah. be. Less mean and less 
there's just something about them now that when I think about it, I, I just, I don't understand it. And obviously, we live in a yeah. post twenty sixteen world, so the world, the Razzies are fucked forever. We'll never really get yeah. that sort of punching both sides equally is out the window. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I think that's just it. I just think I'm soured on how much the Razzies as a ceremony and stuff suck. Like the second parts, it's so fun for me and trying to guess and work out who's here and stuff. But really, like, they're really just pick cherry pick random ones. You know, eight different categories for the women because I'm not going to watch women on film. It's just losing the worst original song and then bringing in random fucking categories, like not having consistency. All this annoyed me so much more than I think it should have. And that's it. Like, just be a bit more fucking professional and also have a bit more fun. And the the Razzies could be something that are, you know, relevant rather than this geriatric. This is our smallest change that can make the biggest difference to the Razzie ceremony. <laughs> well, it is. It really is. Um, again, like, you, you can be more... You can be wrong as well, but, like, the the I, yeah. I obviously think the worst picture of the year is fairly obvious. Most years. You can have a debate yeah. that maybe this one's worse, maybe that one's worse, but you shouldn't be nominating and making, like, blonde and stuff like that. Like, that is insane. Yeah. It's a man that doesn't seem to understand movies... Uh, I'd, I'd like to know what he likes. I'd like to know his picks of what, I would love what to, he enjoys. Like, th- like we said with the stinkers of like their the stinkers just nominate things across the board yeah. where you're like there's nothing they can possibly like. But as you said, I think that's because they are genuinely a diverse array yeah. of people. Whereas stinkers Mr. Razzie is more singular, where you're yeah. like, yeah, what does he like beyond reruns of I Love Lucy? Yeah, so that that was basically I never I never thought I'd have this this sort of resentment against Mr. Razi and everything. Kind yeah. of what I think about it is a bunch of I read it basically, you know, like I just imagine being so close knit yeah, yeah. and just so snidey and hipstery. I hate it. I just hate the thought of we the Razis. S- we saw a little bit of that sanctimony in the comments that I read out a couple of weeks back where they were discussing. They're like, no, 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 no. Listen, we can't be back in the firing line after our faux pas with like, it's just, they're so self serious. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, <laughs> For a, a, an award made out of fucking trash, <laughs> spray painted gold, you'd think they'd have a little more of a, like, I don't know, an anarchist spirit to them, but instead they're. Which is know. what I go for. That's why I, I, I think the smallest change I make to make the Razzies better is make your hat ceremonies. Like, Rent, yeah. rent out, a, rent out yeah. a fucking cinema screen if you have to. Um, I cost, that costs nothing. $100 or something. Polly sure to host. Yeah, boom, you get, you can do, <laughs> have fun, you can riff on it. Yeah, what, get get winners yeah. to come in and watch the if film. If it's more back. affectionate, yeah. yeah. We'll watch yeah. the worst picture. Fun, yeah, then. and we'll have fun. We'll give yeah, out awards. Yeah. Q&A with the winner. Yeah, we can have fun. But yeah. it's not. It doesn't have that. It has such more of a snarkiness. It's come forth, child, yeah. and receive your spanks across the bottom <laughs> from Mr. Razzie, who we swear isn't enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Um, it's been fun though. I've I've had a thoroughly good yeah. time. I'm glad we managed to keep with it and it didn't capitulate. We did it. Um, yeah. Have you got any thoughts on the end of this journey? What have you learned? Um, I'm similar to you. I guess I was prepared a little bit better by doing the Oscars because that's the thing is like 
just as with the Oscars, I wasn't going into it expecting it to be the best films of the year. And it just led to me getting mad at all these <laughs> things of like, why is Crash winning? Why is Driving Miss Daisy winning? Why have you switched worst best actor to the last award of the night because you think it's going to Chadwick Boseman and whoops, it's going to Anthony Hopkins now. So long, everyone. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the awards themselves can never like live up to your expectations of them because there is just no objectivity in these things. So I went into a bit more relaxed in that regard. And I just kind of saw the same thing I saw as the Oscars. of like, this is going to be a fun journey to go on. At the end, mm-hmm. I will have seen a bunch of movies that I never would have watched. And I've been exposed to a whole bunch of experiences, which I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Because I'd never seen a Bo Derek no. film before. No. Whereas now... It's a punchline to every third joke I've made. I, 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 do, I do think this uh, the one thing at the end for both of us is ever do a pub quiz, you know, this is going to have our trivia through the roof, you know. We, Piers and all that, honestly, I, I got you guys. Hey, I, <laughs> both are films. Honestly, man, honestly, me and my brother had been doing that little um, Cine 2 Nerdle game okay. where you have to link people, like... It gives you a film and you need to see another film that is connected with a cast member and i have just been like <laughs> fucking because some guy went nicholas cage oh. and i was like uh i think i did joe or something you know a david gordon green yeah. film and he's like oh nicholas cage left behind and i was like you've just wandered down a one-way Kirk Cameron Alley, my friend. And so I got him with Saving Christmas. And there was just no no way out. And so they can do a reverse thing where if they can't name anything, they send it back to you. And I was like, well, little did you know, Darren Doan was actually in Newsies. So I do have an escape out of this. And then, like, same thing with my comprehensive knowledge of Bo Derek, which no one else shares. They're like, oh, yeah, Tommy Boy. And I'm like, yes, you know Tommy Boy, but did you also know Ghost Can't Do It? Bolero? No, I thought not. Fantastic, um, that's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. So, listeners to the show, if you want to play us on Cine 2 Nerd or whatever it's called, I'll, I'll happily join we'll, uh, in. Put our, put our usernames yeah, out on social media. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll have a game where we'll just go around with Polly Shore, who can name the most Polly Shore films. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, this film, this, this quest has given us weird practical mm-hmm. practical skills i guess it hasn't been a waste it has not been listen mum these hours have been worthwhile i know i could have done so much more but you know i had to watch ghost can't do it i had to see swept away yeah i didn't have to see everyone Mrs. Who... Boy, but i did it extra credit yeah <laughs> everyone who has criticized me for dedicating hours of my life like i'm sorry i can't do that I have to edit the podcast. Jericho, do you have to edit the podcast or do you want to edit the <laughs> podcast? It's all be vindicated because I have skills, mm. <laughs> a particular set of skills. So, yeah, that, that is it. So it's it's no secret. We've kind of been dropping references to it. This is this is kind of, is kind the, of end. the end. And the fellowship of the Razzie, though eternally bound by friendship and love, was ended. So, yeah, we've been doing this a long time, and at the very least, we need a break, because this has been, like, a rigorous schedule. Yeah. 
So like, who knows? who knows? I don't know what we'll do in the future. Might come back with well special. There, there, there's we'll always going to be a Razi ceremony every year, so uh, we'll never yeah. we'll never disappear entirely. Um, and who knows? There yeah. could be a new slot. Yeah. There could be a different version. Something in the future. But yeah, yeah, something might inspire us. Absolutely. Yeah, there might be a, a Steven Seagal retrospective. The long-awaited Caligula special <laughs> may occur next time in Aberdeen. Absolutely, will be happening. So that that is the end for the podcast as a going weekly concern. But as Kyle said, th- we we will be back as long as the Razzies continue to draw breath. Yeah, we will be there. We will be there. So we're going to be taking a big hiatus, and we will be returning to you week after next <laughs> <laughs> with our Razzie preview show. So. They just released the long list okay. today, and I had to avert my eyes yeah, I haven't because seen I don't want to. Haven't touched anything. Don't follow anything. I'll stay yeah. here. Yeah. So we're going to be doing the same thing as we did last year. So we'll have a part one where we go in completely blind and try and come up with our nominations, and then in part two we will give you our review of the nominations, and we will try and predict Amazing. what films and creatives are going to win so that's us heading towards the door this isn't a joke stop smiling you sycophantic suck-ups get out stop (laughs) stop laughing so you can still follow us on social media where we are watching worst you can still contact us at watchingworstfilms at gmail.com so yeah, get in touch get with in us touch. there if you have anything you'd really like for us to cover. We are easily, easily persuaded <laughs> by popular demand. So get in touch with us there. If you have any like any picks for this coming year, let us know and we'll feature it on the next episode. If you have any suggestions for our forfeit, because I think we should do the same thing, because yeah. I had a great time with the lovely lady. <laughs> the, the, lonely, the, the ladies' man. The, the ladies' man. ladies' man was great fun. That, I, I think about that on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, so that I'm up forfeit, for that. Yeah, I'm up for that. So, yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much, touch, everyone. You know, yeah, please don't might, be a stranger. We might not be speaking to you every week, but, you know, we're still there for you. Come round <laughs> and visit ours. your old friends, Jericho and Kyle. <laughs> excellent. And, yeah, we will see you week after next see you soon with the Razzie preview <laughs> it never show. ends see you soon guys bye <laughs>